Hello and welcome to episode 11 of The Coaching Manual Show. In this episode, we talk about football and coaching with Harry Kuehl. Many of you will know Harry from his time at Leeds and Liverpool and even Galatasaray, and you may also be aware of his current position in football. Harry is the under-21s coach at Watford Football Club. Now, we recorded this episode in Harry's home, so please excuse the sound quality and the odd chihuahua bark. With that said, let's get into the show. What position do you want to be? Play from me. Well done, well done. It could be a good tactic for you. Well played. Okay, off you go. Go and do that for me. Go and score with this goal. Thank you for joining us. So, you're the Watford under-21s coach. How did that come about? It was interesting. Um, last year, I had uh, I'd done my, my B licence and I'd, I'd just finished that, just completed it, uh, got the certificate, everything like that. And then I was just looking to kind of get involved in coaching. Yeah. Now, whether that was just going to my, my son's school to be able to coach uh, him, his his team, yeah. or the players that I had met uh, to be able to go into their clubs and, and be part of their clubs, just do one-offs and all that. And then I got a phone call from my, um, my wife's agency, uh, a, well, a friend of mine, Ben Thatcher, and he rang up and he said, how would you like to be the under-21s coach at Watford? My first words were, you know, go and do one, there's, there's no chance. He goes, <laughs> yeah. no, no, honestly, you know, they, they, they want to give you a chance, they want to be able to see what you can do. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I'd love to. You know, didn't care about what financial thing it was, it was just all about getting a foot in the door and to be able to be part of the Premiership Club again. Yeah. So it was a no-brainer for me. The only kind of stipulation that I asked for was to actually meet the manager to see if he actually liked me personally because I wouldn't want to walk into a place where, one, the manager really doesn't care about the youngsters because a lot of managers don't, you know, because their their mind is completely focused in, yeah. on the first thing, which is fair enough, yeah. and yeah. I, I totally agree with that. But when I first sat down with Kike, he was brilliant. He said, anytime I needed anything, anytime he'd always he'd always want me to be involved, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, walking into Watford, they made me feel really at home straight away. And they, they talk about Watford being a uh, family club, and I'd agree that it is a family club because they accepted me straight away. Yeah. You can't really turn that down. It's such a great opportunity, isn't it? Well, what I find interesting about Watford is the academy players often come through to the first team. It's, it's one of the largest academy development systems. I mean, I think it's over 50 players into the first team over the last few years, which is impressive for a Premier League club. It is, and it's getting tougher. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie now, because I think there's a lot more bigger stake uh, regarding to you know playing in the Premiership. So it's very tough for young players to kind of make that step up now. So you really need to, to hone in on your skills I believe at a much earlier age, yeah. you know, and that's, you know, come 10, 11, 12, and really kind of perfect your skills to, to get yourself up there. Now, I'm not saying uh, that, you know, they need to understand a formation. I'm not understanding that they need to, to worry about, you know, or making um, certain things here, there, and that in the game. I'm, I'm talking about normal passing, you know, being confident to pass at five yards, being confident to whip a ball in, being confident to take a person on, being confident to pick a, uh, to ping a ball 50 yards, talking about one-on-one -on -one defending, you know, to be able to talk and communicate, to give them the bare essentials that when they do step up, 
because a lot of people worry about oh, okay let's let's work on a strategy of four four two or three five two and all this and they go oh, that's fair enough but you get a new manager that comes in that plays a completely different way to Absolutely. the way that they've played yeah the player's going to be oh i don't really know how to play because all my movement that i've grown up to is, is a certain way so they should actually take it back to go you know what give them the whole all the tools that when they go up there it's like well okay i don't know how to play 442 but i know how to ping a ball i know how to pass a ball so that's and you know it's easier for them the manager okay this is what i want you to do so the fundamentals really isn't it so when you were a kid did you practice the fundamentals did you have that's all you did? That's all I did. Did you have a coach or I had a, a parent? Or? I, had, I, had, I had a coach that, uh, well, obviously my parents, but my dad didn't really like take me out there because I always practiced myself. But up to about 10 years old, I just, or 12 years old, I ended up just playing like school football, my own club football. And I got into the state team. And then I got picked for an academy, uh, David Lee. Now, David Lee, he had an elite uh, team, you know, uh, and out of the like 12, I think six, like my professional careers out of it. So that's not bad. Very One good. was Bradmonton as well. <laughs> yeah. So, and, but he actually broke everything down. So when we actually did volume, you know, you'd volume and go, no, okay, this is how I want you to do it. He'd go step by step. It's kind of a bit like how Bruce Lee got taught, you know, um, Kung Fu and all that. Is it Kung Fu? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a bit like that. It's a bit how he got taught that, you know, breaking it all down. So when you actually came to it, you knew exactly how to pivot, you yeah. know, exactly what position of your foot is, make sure your head over the ball. You know, that's only for volume. And then he taught us how to strike a ball, pass a ball, juggle, all the fundamental stuff. So when we actually came over to England, we knew all that basic kind of stuff. Yeah. And it, we, it just kind of fitted into any team. So did you practice these fundamentals at your training sessions or did you do them out on the streets? I've got them everywhere. 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 So, so even in my generation, we, we played football four or five hours a day. Yep. And I know the older generation did even more. But you've got kids yourself. Do kids play no. that much anymore? Well, I, I suppose we're living in a, a society now where you, know, you hear the news. You hear about what's going on, about people, this, that, and that. I think maybe back in our day, you know, we only kind of generally local news. You know, we didn't really hear what was happening in America or happening in England and, yeah. you know, vice versa. Now we kind of hear what's happening all around the world. So, like I said, I, it's a shame because I wouldn't let my kids go to the park, you know, and to, and to play unless I'm there because mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to happen. Yep. You know, whereas, you know, me and my brother used to run off to the park and all my dad used to do is whistle. And we'd hear his whistle from about two k's away and then we'd know it was time to come in. So that's how we'd, that's how we'd practice and we'd be able to get out there and do it. It was funny, a couple of weeks ago I spoke to a League One footballer and he said that when he was a kid, he used to find a concrete square with his friends and draw goals on the wall and they'd play five a side for hours and hours a day and his dad would whistle them all in for dinner. Yeah, well I had the same, I mean I had a park just up the road where I used to live, there was a big brick wall and there was uh, someone painted three circles. And all I used to do is just ping balls in between the three circles, pretend I was in front of the stadium <laughs> and just keep ping them and then get the rebound, start again, ping it, hit the rebound and start. That's how I practice. And when I got taught from my coach, David Lee, then I'd go back and repractice that. So it's interesting that you mentioned target because that's something I was going to ask you about. Do you think there's a difference between just kicking a ball around with your friends and having specific target oh. practice? Or would you it's encourage both? <sighs> I, I encourage both, 100%, because I believe, you know, there was a thing turned around saying, um, coming out, you know, 
junk, uh, trash football is the worst football you can play. You know, if kids shouldn't go out in the street and you know muck around and all this, well, that's rubbish. Mm-hmm. You know, there should always be a coach watching and making sure they do it. Well, that's rubbish because that's where you learn your tricks. You know, that's where you learn to bend a ball, you know, right round a tree. You know, you, you know, well, you learn to bend a ball, but you go to your mates, you know what? Imagine I can ping that ball straight through that tree there, around that post <laughs> yeah. there, and then get it there. But that's how you learn things like that. You learn to yeah, bend, yeah. curve, shoot balls, low drive, all that. I mean, daisy cutters, you know, drilling a ball. You know, it's it's called daisy cutter because there was all yeah. daisies on the thing, and you used to just see how many you could cut. So <laughs> things like that. Yeah. So, so you would learn. Um, but to be able to, um, what was the question again, sorry? Like sport, uh, oh, target specifically. Target, yes, um, I actually did a drill with my players. You know, and, and, I, and I just talked about the, the wall with my targets and how we get told, you ask any kid you know, to, to take a shot, right? I think if you put a top corner, you'll run off going, top corner, no problem, great. Now do it again, but mean it. He will never do, he won't do it. He'll take about five or six times to actually hit the same spot. So, I did a drill with my players where I put three mannequins on the line, put them on the penalty spot, and they had to use their laces to drive in there, and they had to pick the spot. You know, you have to go, okay, hit that mannequin, bang, hit that mannequin, bang, hit that mannequin. Keep changing it, because once you get your, your, your range, you should be able to hit it. I gave more 18 shots each, right? And there was, uh, there was 12 players. I mean, the max was only six. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. and some were going over, some was missing, they weren't hitting it right. <laughs> So, and, 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 and I put it into, in, into realistic terms. Like, okay, well, you're on the penalty spot now. Yeah. Ball's come to you. It's a dead ball, but the ball's come to you now. And I always use the biggest keepers, Peter Cech, you know, or Courtois, or, or you know, uh, David Seaman, Peter Schmeichel. So they're there. They've got two defenders on that line there. The only place you can put it is there. And you've got to drive in there with your laces. So to be able to put pressure on people to actually make them hit targets, you have to. You know, you just can't willy-nilly go up and hit the ball you've got to know where to actually put the ball and all great players know where to put the ball so how young would you start with the kids i started when i was 12. that's quite late it, 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 it was the uk it, it, it was but 12 i got told how to do it properly you know so some people may go have to go that little bit earlier some people can go that little bit later I got, I got taught at 12 years old. So regardless whether you say it's ill, they need to earn up six years old, not really. Six years old, they should just go out and play. Now the problem here in England, I feel, is that because it's the, the sport's driven by football that much, you know, when, when, a, when, a, when a boy's born here, have a football. Please be a football, please be a football. <laughs> in Australia, when a boy's born, it's like, here's a hockey stick, here's a golf stick, here's an AFL ball, here's a cricket bat, here's a, and go play. You know, go, go, go do what you want. And when I grew up, my, my dad took me out of football. I played rugby league. You know, I played AFL. I played cricket. I can play golf. I play tennis. I can yeah. swim. All these movements, right? People are like, oh, no, you must only need to understand movements of a footballer. Well, not, not necessarily. You know, look at some of the greatest footballers. They've played other sports, you know. I played rugby. I know how to take a challenge. You know, I, I, so I, can, I knew how to protect myself. I played tennis because tennis... You watch their side feet movements. They're that quick going sideways and they're quick turning and all that. So I did that. AFL, you got to know how to jump. So, so all these things, it's different ball kicking. You know, you play cricket, you play golf. It's all handball coordination, timing, using your mind, all this kind of thing. So I think the more sports you can play as a young kid, all the way up to like between 12 and 14, great. Go play them all. 
as much as possible, play all the sports possible. But I always loved football, so I always came back to football. So I always wanted to play football. So that was that was me. That I always go out and practice it. So if I knew I had to go play tennis, yeah, I'd, I'd go play tennis because I can play because I've got lessons, I understood it, I understood. But I'd always want to go play football. Yeah. So there was a lot of like transferable motor skills that you have. Uh, everything. Sport is. I mean, football is just not one thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's every sport combined into it. You know, it's that's what I believe anyway. Cool. So if we move on to your playing career, obviously you've played at Leeds, Liverpool, Galatasaray, the, the big ones. You've also played back in Australia, I know, as well, under some amazing managers. I'm not going to ask you who the best one was, because for those who don't know, we can say Hiddink, Benitez, Julia, uh, George Graham, mm -hmm. some great people. But what did you learn from those managers that you've now taken to Watford? Um... <sighs> Well, George Graham, it's, it's funny you mentioned George Graham because I think it was the perfect start for me because you ask anyone when you, you, meet, you meet George Graham, he's like a general. You know, he walks the halls yeah. and you actually stand attention. You know, so for me to be able to be a part of that, that Leeds group growing up and to be able to be taught by him, that kind of made me know that the respect in football is that high, it's unbelievable. So that was a great learning curve for me. And then to be able to, to move on to, to Julio where he kind of, um, he had his own way. And if you ever sat down with a Frenchman that talks football, it's, it's fascinating, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and you know, the way he talks football is, is phenomenal. And I enjoyed my, my time there. Then in Rafa Benitez where he would, um, you know, he wants players to do certain roles, you know. Yeah, when you get to a certain area, he'd go like freedom and all that, but he'd want you to sit down and, and, and worry about, you know, make sure you do this, make sure you do that, play the way that he wants to play. So he was more of a, you know, you I don't want to say the word robot, but he'd want you to do a, a certain job, then you'd have to stay with that. Whereas other players would, other coaches would want you to express yourself a little bit more. You know, um, you, you, yes, you do say hitting, but I only had Hiddink as an Australian coach and it's a different coaching system. It's a different mindset. You know, it's it's all about pride. You know, when you play for your country, there's all about emotions as well. And we're in the World Cup. So we did have the best coach for that. And Hiddink was amazing. He knew how to, he had been in these situations before with uh, other countries. So he knew what how to get the best out of Australia. Yeah. And, you know, he had that kind of, guessing you well as a player you had that guessing game whether you're in or not you had that kind of friendship but you knew where you stood but it's interesting you, you missed that one person for me who I found fascinating in football who I thought was unbelievable in football the way he saw I thought I saw the game unbelievable um, but he took it to another level for me which was Frank Riker the way he sees football and the way that you got to play football with him was, was fascinating I learned so much from him so how was he different to the others? Well, like I said, when I played the game, I always thought I could see virtually everything because I, I can kind of see it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's nice when you come across someone that can actually see the game a little bit further away because he's played at the highest level yeah. and then he's coached at the highest level with some great players. So he's got that little bit more of a kind of an open view to it. So he kind of opened my view up into it where he'd be doing certain drills and he'd go, okay, what do you see? I said, well, I see this, this, and this. He'd say, okay, great, step back that little bit further. Now what do you see? 
ah, you that 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 N over there. So things like that. He's he had this kind of theory which, you know, I, I'm not going to turn around and base my my myself on because I want to I want to do my own kind. Yeah, you of want your own style. Yeah, my own style. But the way that he conducted himself on and off the field, I, I thought he was fantastic, and he was probably one of my favourite managers to work with. Now, as well as like playing under some great managers, you, you played with some amazing players. I'm not going to ask you your best, but who were the inspiring figures whilst you were at Leeds, Liverpool, Galatasaray? Inspiring, I mean, I mean, as in, in, in inspiring, I mean, I, I didn't really need inspiring, you know, because I always felt that I went out there and did it myself. You know, I, I'm not one of these people that needs the, the armband or needs to be loved or anything. I, I love my job that much that I went out there and done it myself. But to be able to work with some great players was fantastic. I mean, you just go through that whole Leeds team, you know, majority of them made it to the biggest biggest level. Right. You know, you look at Woodgate, you look at Rio Ferdinand, you know, you look at uh, Oliver Decourt, Lee Bowyer, Alan Smith, Michael Bridges, Mark Baduka, Robbie King, Fowler. You know all them kind of players, but for me, we got brought up on the heart and soul of of the team, which was like the Lucas Redevis, you know, who was fantastic. Nigel Martin, who was a great uh, was a great keeper, but also a good person. Yeah. You know, um, David Hopkins, you know, which he was very strong. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, you know, all these kind of players. David Weverell, you know, was a good old fashioned centre half that was like, hey. Don't be playing a little one-two touch around here. Just get it up there and you can go play up there. Things like that yeah. that you needed to learn at this when we were growing up. So we had all the young flannel, but we had that kind of old school and probably none better than probably Gary Kelly. You know, him coming up through, you know, the ranks as a youngster, but then be able to install that for us because, I mean, when we grew up, we weren't allowed to talk until we played 50 games, you know, because he grew up that way. So he'd be the first one to go, have you played 50 games yet? You go on. No, I've played forty-seven. I don't care. It's fifty games before you can actually speak. You know, before you can actually give your opinion. So things like that that were installed. You know, yeah. when I grew up in, into Leeds, and then obviously moving across into to Liverpool. I mean, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and, and talk about players. I mean, you talk about one player, and that was Stephen. I mean, I always talk about players and captains and all that, and you always want to see your captain lead by example. Now he wasn't the most vocal, you know, off the pitch, you know, he was quiet. Mm. But what I loved about him was that he'd train hard every day. He was always front of the queue, you know, he was always willing to tackle, he was always willing to run, he was always willing to drive you forward. So when you see a captain do that, you go, well if my captain's doing that, well I, I better do it. Yeah. And if you see a captain that doesn't do that, you're thinking, well hang on a sec, if he's not doing it, why should I do it? You know, so for him, he always led by example. Uh, so he was he was a great player to play with. But but again, you know, you you know, I looked at players like even Steve Finner for me. He was for me. People go, oh, who you know, who who do you love playing with? Well, players like that because he never gave the ball away. He was always comfortable on the ball. You know, he was always any position that he had the ball, he just gave it. You know, and he played it simple. Again, my my favourite player to play of all time was David Bain. He was very simple. You know, he could tackle, yep. he could pass, ball, head, knee, anything like that. He'd control it, lay it off to you, and he always played for me. All the simple stuff, the fundamentals. The basic things of football. Football's yep. not hard. You know, so that's, people make it hard. <laughs> yes, a lot of people make it hard. It's very simple. Get the ball, pass to someone that's in a better position than you. It's simple. All right, so moving on from your playing to your coaching career, 
How was that transition from playing every day to then going to a coach? Do you see the game differently now? Yeah, 100%. Uh, and it's, it's funny because I just did my A license and I just passed. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, but again, there's so much more I need to learn. You know, because even with my assessor, he was like, yeah, I just passed. You know, it wasn't if it was like a clear pass because I'd been at Watford and I'd been training all year. There's so many things you need to learn. It's just simple things as well. Um, but that first kind of transition from, you know, my first, you know, the first two, three weeks, I had a headache. It was just too much information. It was just like, oh my God, I, I ain't got to cope with this. You know, it's just so much things that you've got to kind of deal with that you thought, well, as a player, all I have to do is look after myself. Now, as a, as a, as a coach, you're looking after, and I only had a small amount of players, and you, you know, imagine having 25 or 30 professionals to look after. It's, I know you have a, one or two more players, uh, coaching staff around with you, but I was by myself, and it was tough. So the transition was hard, but if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. That's so I'm, I'm definitely up for the challenge, and I'm looking forward to, to more challenges ahead, but that transition was, was difficult. Yeah, I can imagine. So a lot of our listeners and viewers of this like podcast and show will actually be thinking about doing their UEFA B and UEFA A. I know, in fact, some have. Um, what kind of advice would you give to those guys that are thinking of stepping on to that course? Was, were there any challenges you found on it? Well, my, my biggest, yeah, because again, it's completely different to what I've ever grown up to. You've got you to think when I had a problem, I went out there and fixed it with my feet. You know, yeah. that, that was it. You know, now... I can't use my feet, you know. I, I have to use I have to use my brain. I have to use my hands. I have to use my my vocabulary. I have to communicate better. You know, I have to talk clearer. You know, I, I you know I've got to stop swearing. And, you know, think little things like that that come natural when you're you're a player because yeah. you know you use your feet. You have banter, but you work hard and all that kind of stuff. So these are all the things that you have to kind of think, but you have to love it because I the only the only problem is, and it's like players, players. Players see Barcelona, Man United, Liverpool, Man City, yeah. Real Madrid, and they go, that's what I want, you know? And, you know, probably young coaches think, you know, well, I want, uh, I want to be managing the big clubs, you know, yeah. like what yeah. Pep Guardiola's doing, Jose Mourinho, Benitez, and all that. But you, but you look back at all their careers, you know what I mean? And you yeah. even look at Benitez's career, it started tough. You know, you've got to start at the bottom, you know, and you've got to work your way up, and you've got to kind of, build yourself up to that level to, to actually be warranted a, a chance to, to actually coach. So, I mean, when I did my first assessment on my B license, I wanted to know if I loved coaching as much as I loved football. And I knew straight away because I had to defend crosses oh. and I had to, had to, had to um, deal with my, my, my back four and all that. And that flame was there. That it yeah. was like, wow. I, I actually love this, you know, and I can go from 21s to first team to coaching six-year-olds to 10-year-olds to 12-year-olds, doesn't matter, I just love coaching. So for me, that's what it is. So if, the only thing I would say is that you've really got to love it because the players feed off your energy and if you're not energetic about it, if you're like, oh, well, you know, we're doing this and there's no energy or no enthusiasm, then players won't get out of it, you know what I mean? I, I've had managers that didn't care, right? And you end up, you know, even though you'd work hard, some players right like, no. Yeah. But then you get the ones that be watching and pushing you and all that, and you know the tempo's there. And then you actually feel like you, you, you've worked. So you've got to have the energy enthusiasm, because it is tough. I mean, you've got your Harry Kuehl Academy, which is a great 
um, facility, people should really look into that if they haven't already. Is that like a philosophy you stem into that as well? Well, again, my academy is based on how I, I got taught training. I don't see it anymore. Like I said, I see a lot of people, oh, let's play the Barcelona way, you know, passing out from the back, let's play little squares. Like, no, I've got no problem with that. But ask a kid to volley a ball. Ask a kid to whip a ball in. Ask a kid to strike a ball 30, 40 yards, you know, constantly. So they're the things that I teach at my academy, the basic things that, you know, get taught, you know, making sure they know how to do certain movements, you know, making sure they know how to take people on. You know, kids get excited now for making a mix. I, I, it just, you know, even my players with the 21s, they do a mix, I go, oh, and? <laughs> yeah. I was the worst person to get megged all the time. Yeah. And you know, my my, my, my my son walks around and tries to make me. And I go, oh, you make me in? He goes, yeah, well, hang on a sec, I just scored a goal. Who wins, me or you? Yeah. You know, like you, you see in games, you know, they're, they're all more about, you know, getting megged and all that. Okay, no problem, get megged. Get the ball back in, you go score on the other end. Okay, well, I got megged, but I scored, so see you later. Who yeah. wins? Yeah, exactly. So I, I just think, you know, players today are more worried about doing all the tricks and fancy flicks instead of just actually keeping the basic and, and simple. Okay, well, what we normally do to end these shows is leave our audience with a coaching tip of the week. Now, I think you might say something about fundamental skills, but if you had to leave our audience with one tip, and bear in mind that the coaches typically coach between the ages of eight and 16, what would your tip be? Juggling. 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 Both feet. Both feet every day. I mean, I can't stress enough that for me, and if we, I'm only talking about from my experience, right, is that when I juggled, the ball kind of natural to me, the feel of it, the weight of it, the understanding of it, both feet to touches, everything like that, I juggled every day to the point where when I first started juggling, I couldn't juggle two, three. I walked into that academy the first day and seen the likes of Brett Emerton juggling, I couldn't even do two, right? I couldn't even wow. do two. Now, even now to this day, now I could juggle all day, right? But it's just practice, practice, practice. And I always found when things were not going right for me, I juggled. I juggled, just get that, just that top. And I'm not talking about the little 500 little rounds over like this and little flicks here and lying on your back and all that. Yeah, yeah. Just constantly left, right, left, right, left, right. Because what that does for me is one, control. Two, stamina. It builds good core strength. It builds your legs up. You get the feel of the ball as well. True. But the big thing for me is concentration. Okay. Because you're you're out there on your own. You can't have no music. You know, you can, I suppose you can now have your eyes, but it's about going left, right, left, right. How can you just concentrate and go left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right. And I'm not talking like a hundred times, I'm not talking 500 times, I'm talking thousands upon thousands. I'm just saying, just going out there and juggling. Well, it's great because you can do it anywhere as well. That's the thing. People can't say they haven't got the facilities. All you need is a ball. That's all you need to do. And you know, you may not have space to whip balls in. You may not have space to take one for your one because it's only yourself. But I always found when I struggled, I always went back to juggling. And when I went back to juggling, my football came back to natural. So that's great. Well, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. What position do you want to be? Play from me. Well done, well done. It could be a good tactic for you. Well played. Okay, off you go. Go and do that thing. Go and score with this goal.